Hey listeners, fight God and fuck a planet, because today we're talking about Rick and Morty Season 4, Episode 9, Childrick of Mort. Holy shit, you got it. I know, right? I am your host, Joe. I am your other host, Brandon. I am your other host, Toby. I'm not a host, but my name's Dan. Dan is a podcast extraordinaire. <laughs> He's the guy who mixes our audio who I insulted for no great reason two episodes ago. That's the You're other Dan. Your that Dan. is not me, but that is news to me if I did that. So. Oh, wait, this is not the same Dan? No, this is a different Dan. <laughs> okay, so then yes, I do know you. I, I thought I did not know this was not the same Dan. You ever just hear a word so many times that it just loses its meaning? Do you ever have that happen with your own name? <laughs> All the time. Dan went to Brandeis with us. He was the same class year as you, Joseph. I know maybe two people from our class, and that's you and Toby. <laughs> you were a hermit even by Brandeis's low, low standards. Oh, my God. So, this week we had... Rick and the family go to a planet that was erupting his spawn from, like, a weird anus volcano. Also, was it? It turned out to not be his spawn, yes. It sort of turned out to not be, but from what I remember, it seemed like they were just like, is it his kids? Ah! Oh, no, they were all pretty sure. Like, when they first saw them, they're like, they look like you. Their stone hair was in, like, a vaguely pointy shape. We call them Rick Points. Rick points, yes, yes, but then Zeus showed up, and apparently Zeus was the father. Well, Reggie. Reggie, yes. Reggie Zeus. Which kind of tracks with Greek mythology, because Zeus will literally fuck anything, even a hole in the ground. Do you think that was a joke about that? I don't know. I couldn't tell. Because I wanted to be. Like, it was a threat to Rick. What, God? Yeah. Which, Except this... when his high grandkids piloted his spaceship directly into its brain. Oh, Jesus. That was fucking dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, does this change, like, Rick and Morty canon at all? Is this, like, a god, or is this the god? Is canon even real? I think it's a god. If it were, we've had, like, Rick say, like, I don't believe in god before. Does this change that? I doubt it. I would think that Rick's attitude, if he saw indisputable proof of god, is just like, alright, so he's a creature that thinks he's really powerful and wants people to go around praising him. So I don't think that Rick would have any respect for a god if he knew for a fact there was one. I mean, it's different, like, the concept of god as opposed to, like, actual gods in different dimension Asgard or something like that. You know they've seen stuff like that before, but it's like, is he hating the concept of god and what religion is? Who knows? Did you say different dimension Asgard? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Asgard. What? Asgard from oh, Thor's, Asgard. Thor's homeworld. Okay. Did you think he was saying Asgard? Yes, I did. Could be. <laughs> I did think that. I mean, Asgard, yes. <laughs> so story-wise, how are we feeling about this? How are we feeling about Rick fucking a planet? It was the same as when he did the consciousness. I felt very similar, except with less of a presence of the Yeah, exactly. I disagree because this was... He fucked the inhabitants of a planet, and this time he fucked the planet. I mean, yes, it's the next logical step, but the stories were not really similar at all. No, but, like, the concept was. Yeah, the premises are similar, but they took it two different places. It's just that it was way funnier the first time. Well, the premises of both involve, like, crafting society. Well, no, they didn't really craft a society in the Unity episode. They did. They, they, they just did drugs. 
Well, no, uh, he, well, part of what Unity was trying to do was, like, see, when I control every everything, like, I can make the world a better place. And in this, Rick is like, okay, I guess I have to create society for these kids coming out of Gaia. So in both, there's, like, this element of can you craft a better society? And kind of what happens, the difference is, like, the Unity one at least had the question of, like, free will. Yes, there was no philosophical, and honestly, that's a theme I'm kind of seeing over this season of Rick and Morty, that none of them are really doing the existential philosophical things. I think they're making a point to not do it, if that makes sense. No, it does. I I just miss it. Same. Like, I think they've even done a couple of meta things where it's like, no, it doesn't need to be like that, does it? No, it doesn't. I think that was the end of episode seven, but I don't remember what episode seven was. Uh, Primordius, that was the facehugger. Which also was sort of Unity-ish. I would put this one very separate from the Unity episode. Yes, there's fucking on a wide scale, but really that's it. Like, that's the only similarity. With the Unity fucking, the society thing, her building a society, that was entirely on the back burner because she was busy fucking Rick. In this one, all Rick and Beth are doing is building a society. Yeah, I mean, not to mention that the Unity story was actually, like, a lot about Rick and Unity's relationship in past history, and this was, he just fucked this planet one time. Then he met off of only planets. (laughs) Like, when they approach (laughs) Gaia, right when he said yeah i fucked this planet i just didn't care at all it wasn't surprising because i was like okay i've kind of seen some version of this already how different could this be i end up caring way less about that part of the plot it was just way less interesting to watch than the first version of this you know the plots were different but this plot way underutilized the whole concept of he fucked a giant planet it like barely touched upon that and the implications of that as opposed to okay what does he do now with the kids which is kind of boring honestly he's made societies before over and over and over again. I completely agree. I agree with that. I have to admit, it didn't occur to me that this was similar to the Unity episode, and I, I probably sighed a little more with Joseph that there, it's not really the same episode, but I also like wasn't a huge fan of it, and I think for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, it was definitely a weaker episode. So I'm surprised, because I honestly, I really like this episode. Interesting. Yeah, I had fun watching it. I ended it like, that was a good Rick and Morty episode. I have to say, this episode is still, to me, I really kind of hate saying this because I feel like I've said this about most episodes this season, that even when there's a good episode, it never feels like it fully returns to the glory of, like, old Rick and Morty. So I, like, can't help but feel like, yeah, I enjoyed that, but it just, it wasn't the same. But I will say this episode did throw me off enough with, like, there were a few jokes and, like, just random shit that they threw into the episode that I felt, like, distracted me enough that it was definitely better. I'm having the same experience Toby had last week where I can't remember any of the jokes. I know I laughed at them. Um, I like the, we could set up an online college course or we could just throw all these people into a ditch at back. Well, isn't that the same thing? (laughs) I don't know. I feel very differently because I just rewatched this thing an hour and a half ago and I can't tell you any of the jokes that were in this episode. Basically, the only joke that I remember laughing at is that when they're born, the first thing they keep saying is, I am. Which is kind of like a weird uh, existential Descartes uh, joke that literally is only there for people like me who are fucking nerds. But like, I, I was sitting there just stone faced the entire time. I was like, none of this is particularly amusing at all. Like, the situation is fine and amusing in some ways, but really nothing they said was uproarious or anything. It wasn't really, I don't know, I didn't find myself even chuckling at all. There was one joke that made me laugh pretty hard just because of how fucking out of left field it was. It was when Morty and Summer find the ship and Summer just looks at Morty and is like, all right, if we go in here and I die, don't eat my ass. It would be weird. (laughs) 
I really like that one. I think I laughed and then loudly said, what the fuck? I also liked Summer huffing brake fluid until she <laughs> thought she understood how the uh, the warp... Dr- I like how they see a pink tank and they're like, maybe it's the collective intelligence of their civilization. Why would you assume that? Why would you just assume that that's what it is and not some pink gas that fuels the ship? There was a joke related to this that, that I thought was pretty funny where Rick sees them like high off of this. He's like, guys, you've basically just been huffing brake fluid, and then he takes a hit of it. Oh, yeah. That-, <laughs> that part made me laugh, but I'm thinking about something Dan said about, like, the weird moments in this episode. I feel like the weird moments were just kind of like, here's a weird moment. It doesn't matter. Here, he fucked a planet. We're not going to talk about this at all. Everybody has just so accepted that literally anything can happen in the Rick and Morty universe that we're not going to even discuss that it is weird that you fucked a planet. We're not going to discuss the fact that God exists and that's weird. It just felt like, okay, we've accepted Rick and Morty can be weird, so we're not going to acknowledge the weirdness anymore. And that felt unreal. Like, especially with stuff like the brake fluid of just like, why would you just like start huffing brake fluid and assume that it's collective intelligence? I feel like there was just not enough moments of what do you think it is? Maybe it's their collective intelligence. And we have some reason to believe that as opposed to, oh, this is possibly collective intelligence. Let's just start huffing it. Also, since when was Summer this into drugs? She alludes to using drugs like six times this episode. And when have we even heard about this in the past? Specifically talking about microdosing, which is like, I'm not saying it's advanced drug use, but it's above beginner. Some boutique stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what microdosing is, and I went to rehab. <laughs> um, just very small doses throughout the day. So you're just like going through your work day while you have like a trace amount of acid in your system. I think it's Jesus acid. Christ. I feel like a trace amount of acid is still a lot of acid, right? Like, I mean, like a (laughs) dose of acid is a trace amount of acid. Yeah. I mean, it also depends on the size of the person and a bunch of other things. This is a whole equation. But yeah, I agree. That was very like, okay, this character is just doing this now. Summer doesn't really have a solid personality, which is something that I think could be fixed. Like, she definitely pisses herself a lot. Has that happened more than twice? It did once in the the Mind Parasite episode with, like, all the wacky characters, but they're trapped in an elevator and it happens there. Yeah. The other one was in the first episode of season two with time splitting and Morty knocks out all the Ricks. Yeah, you peed in all of your pants. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, like, Summer's personality is a little amorphous, but it's not random. She almost felt too focused on drugs in this one, then. Like, if it's that amorphous, then it was just so like, oh, okay, Summer's doing this, that's great. And uh, Morty likes video games. It's like, yeah, we'll do this. We don't have to explain it to you. We're just going to kind of do this and you'll go along with it because we're fucking Rick and Morty and you'll do whatever we say, you peons. Here's the thing. Like, we were just sort of told Morty likes video games and Summer likes drugs. And we've seen, like, trace amounts of it, I guess. I mean, we've seen Morty... We've seen micro doses of it. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen Morty jerk off more than play video games. But I guess, like, really it was because at the end they find the ship and it's like playing video games and Summer gets to figure out how to fix it by doing drugs. And then it turns out neither of those things were true. But it did kind of feel a little forced. Like, is that payoff worth it? I don't think so. It was just so- I don't know if there would be a way to fix and pilot a ship by jerking off and complaining about how such and such boy hates you. Conceptually, I think the joke worked a lot more than they were able to execute it. 
I understand the concept that they were trying to go for, but I felt like they were just kind of like, okay, so in order for this to be the payoff, we're just going to kind of force this setup in there. And I definitely agree. I wanted it to be something that we kind of like could track with them more. My real problem with this episode is that there were virtually no stakes. They could all have just left at any moment and gone on with the rest of their actual camping trip, and it would have been the same. Yeah, there really wasn't, like, any reason to stay there. Like, thinking back to, like, the Unity episode and, like, the um, Morty Night Run episode with the sentient fart, there's always some either emotional or, like, physical pursuit reason why they can't just get up and leave from the story, but... In this episode, the whole thing kind of just felt a bit contrived. Well, the reason in this in this case was because Beth wanted Rick to stay there, like, and take care of the kids. But that didn't feel, like, founded in, like, something in what she was, like, currently going through. With Beth, too, like, Rick just asked Reggie not to destroy the city that he built with her, but we maybe saw them build that together for a total of, like, three minutes, so why would any of us care what happened to that anyway? And why is Rick so attached to it? We haven't seen any of that, because we were following Morty and Summer's subplot, and Jerry with the, um, unproductive. We, we didn't spend a lot of time seeing them build this city. It doesn't matter to us that this Zeus, like, keeps it alive or not. A super interesting thing, kind of, about this, and why tied to it being about Beth. This episode was written by James Siciliano, who previously wrote Rattlestar Galactica, but also Morty's Mind Blowers, and I think helped co-write the ABCs of Beth. I was very interested why they decided this would be a Beth episode, or would have like an episode about Beth, when this is the writer who had a hand in the previous Beth episode. I definitely was like, I'm not opposed to an episode about Beth and Rick's relationship, but it didn't feel like it was coming from anywhere in the episode. You were right earlier. The family didn't need to be there the entire time. Nothing really got developed. I mean, I did like Jerry's subplot because... It's always fun to watch Jerry be pathetic. He tried to skip a stone, threw it into his own leg, fell into the river, and washed all the way downstream into the camp of the unproductives. I didn't really feel like Jerry was that useless for, like, the second part of the episode. Like, after he met the other unproductives, I didn't feel like he was any more useless than, like, an average human. He kind of, like, got what he wanted, and I didn't really understand why it was at odds with Rick and Beth's quest and, like, what they were doing. They were, like, doing their thing over there. He was doing his camping thing over here. I didn't understand why these wants were at conflict. Yeah, that that felt very contrived as well. I was, like, honestly surprised at the level of Jerry's survival skills. Like, he made fire, and he knew how to build things, which is surprising given what we know about Jerry as a character. Mm-hmm. I did like one of the clay people builds a house. He's like, no, now there's indoors and you'll just want to stay indoors. And he like rips down the guy's house. <laughs> I found that funny because it reminded me of the Catholic Church. <laughs> just impeding progress because it's stopping you from doing what you want. So sorry to all of our Catholic listeners, but um, your God's a sham. <laughs> Interesting that you bring up religion because my pitch for how I would have fixed this episode probably would have been more in line with like the Prince of Egypt storyline of like Jerry has like gone off and like built like his society with the 
quote unproductive and then God does not like confront Rick directly but comes to Jerry and says like I need you to free my children <laughs> and like makes turns Jerry into Moses then we've got conflicting shit to go going that would have been good them. and and he sort of like puffs Jerry up because Jerry has no self-esteem whatsoever so he just gives him a single compliment and Jerry's like eating out of his hand and at the end you find out no this guy's just a different guy who slept with Planetina or whatever her name is Gaia but Gaia. Planetina is kind of great <laughs> also I recently rewatched uh, Prince of Egypt and it's amazing so I kind of want everything to be like Prince of Egypt like Shawshank Redemption, like Prince of Egypt? I don't know. Prince of Egypt's a great movie. Point being, if you're going to make Moses jokes, don't half-ass it. Like, really lean into that. Really lean into that part and make it, like, matter. We have 15 commandments. <laughs> 10 commandments. <laughs> I don't know what that's... Have you not seen History of the World Part 1? No. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. Joseph, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that you think you're funny. I haven't seen that. <laughs> A lot of people are disappointed that I think I'm funny. <laughs> My father, chief amongst them. <laughs> Audience, his dad's a comedy writer, which is the best part of that joke. That's a sweet life of Zach and Cody. Um, <laughs> love you, Dad, even if the show you wrote for wasn't funny. Um, <laughs> well, you know what he has that you don't? A show that was odd for how long? Three years? You know, technically we've been doing this podcast for at least three years, so... Yeah, that, just that would be quality. that's news to most people. But yeah. <laughs> so I, w I was going to ask what everybody's favorite joke was, but we've had at least two people, if not three, say they don't remember what the jokes were. I think mine was the college one or the eat my ass one. I'll tell you what my favorite joke was: the fucking after the credit scene where it's just Rick watching like a fake only planets. Yeah, <laughs> only like a fake like only fans type ad. It was just... <laughs> I don't know what OnlyFans is. They'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, when a man and a woman love each other very much... <laughs> and want to pay money to see a man and a woman love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, like, only planets come split my Pangea into separate continents. I don't know what it was about that after the credit scene, but that was funny. Oh, there's a hole in my ozone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I honestly can't be bothered to remember any of the jokes. That's totally fair. <laughs> like, uh, I, I wish I ouch. did. I wish, like, it, it was weird. Once I watched it on Sunday, I immediately knew I wasn't going to like rewatching it. And I don't know why. But that's the first time in a long time I've experienced that with this show. Yeah, I mean, this half season has. There's not many of these episodes that I would rewatch. I might rewatch Promortius. And I might rewatch Childrick of Mort, but never Ricking Morty in the Vat of Acid episode. I don't feel like I'll ever feel like a compulsion one day to just like, hey, you know what I want to watch today? The Vat of Acid episode. Oh, I actually really like that one. I enjoyed the overall joke. I just thought that it was sort of eh, maybe the Vat of Acid episode. But okay, I changed my answer. I will never <laughs> rewatch Never Ricking Morty. <laughs> I don't feel the need to rewatch Never Ricking Morty like ever. Hey, I like that episode. No, you don't. I just wanted to see if it would change your opinion. Yeah, Dan didn't have to push it all. I just started thinking about it. Yeah, like once you think about it, you got to remember comparing it to what we just saw. And I think with Promortius too, I had this issue where I was like, yeah, that was a fine Rick and Morty adventure. If I'm like showing someone the show, we're doing a full watch through, I won't like skip past it. But I just don't feel the need to seek that out ever again. I agree. 
Unlike the heist one. I watched that one like six times in a row. <laughs> hey, Joseph. <laughs> I don't remember the heist one. What, was, what happened in that one? Oh, I love it. It was the best. I, I don't recall. I, I don't even, I'm not even here for this punchline. I love that episode. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Honestly, in retrospect, the heist episode was, I think, better than we said it was. But that's also after watching the train episode, which was almost a literal train wreck. I do regret not saying during the episode how much I liked your booze mean nothing I've seen what makes you cheer. I think you said that in the middle of your like red hot rage that were you were expressing. Did I? <laughs> when I'm in the rage, I can't remember. I'm not here. Joe goes away. <laughs> Somebody else takes his place, which is why I am not technically responsible for any of the murders I commit while in that state. <laughs> Is are. this going to be like the end of fucking primal fear where we realize, like, no, you are the rage monster the whole time? This is the jinx, dude, where he confesses to the murder off mic. <laughs> Except it's secretly on mic. You just fucking jinxed yourself, Joseph. How does that make you feel? I don't know how I jinxed myself. And it, not literal jinx, like jinx the, the show. I don't know the show. The jinx? Yeah. Oh, man. This dude went to the bathroom with a hot mic and then confessed basically to the murder. Oh. Because he, he like, had a habit of talking to himself and he forgot he was mic'd. That's extremely stupid. The documentary well, crew was like, <gasps> I don't want to call it stupid because I, I haven't actually seen it. Um, I know that um, Saul did that in Better Call Saul. Intentionally. Yeah, intentionally. Yeah, yeah. This to, was not Because he did a horrible thing to an old woman. Yes. Spoiler alert. From like four seasons ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still haven't watched that show. I probably should, oh, but... It's pretty amazing. I, I, I know This it's, isn't I the podcast for it, but we got takes. We've got takes on that show. It shows amazing. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. All right, so what else is there that happened in this episode? Great question. Are we out of things? We might be out of things. Exactly. <laughs> they didn't do anything. <laughs> Nothing happened. They sorted a bunch of rocks, and they fought a cloud, and they went home. Great. <laughs> they did drugs. Fantastic. Jerry was out in the wilderness yet again, leading a society that was downtrodden like the group of Jerry's yet again. And then they all went home. I will say, actually, no, I just remembered one joke that I liked that... It was not amazing, but I was just like, oh, that's funny. In the cold open, when Rick converts the car and part of the conversion process is throwing Jerry into the back, into the back. <laughs> that made me laugh. I actually, I had to go back for that. I'm like, wait, how did Jerry get back? The oh, okay. It made me laugh, but not in a, oh my God, ha 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 laugh. It more in like a, <laughs> all right. Uh, should we talk about next week's episode as much as we can predict? I think we literally can't because we've seen nothing. Well, next week's episode is called Star Mort Rick Turn of the Jerry. Really, oh my God. really shoehorning those <laughs> in there. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm happy about that. That's a good title. Like, it's a good, <laughs> terrible title. But Jesus Christ. Are we expecting anything specific in this episode, or do we think that there's just no way to predict stuff anymore? Well, so I have a question for you, and given your opinions on the Story Train episode, when we saw those plot lines that literally everyone wanted resolved from past seasons, like Evil Morty and whatnot, do we think that was just them being like, yeah, you'll never get that episode anyway? I'm starting to fear that that is correct, because mm -hmm. there is one episode left, and I saw a promo for it, and it looks like they're going to be playing with a belt that turns you invisible. 
Well, it doesn't have to be this season necessarily, but I'm wondering if that was their excuse to just wipe that slate clean forever. Fucking better not have been. It better not be, because if so, then we've lost, like, uh, I hate saying it, the story train huh. of Rick and Morty. Reddit's gonna freak, dude. Yeah, the, like, there will be an uprising. You thought it was bad when you released Szechuan sauce and people were killing each other in the streets just to get a taste. Now they'll be riding outside your homes. We saw, what, the follow-up to the Evil Morty story, and that kind of factored into weirdly ominous Mr. Poopy Butthole, right? I saw that, and I was like, shit. These people are definitely going to use this to weasel out of having to write the actual process of getting to this point. I'm afraid so, and if they do with that, it's disastrous, because the reason people watch the show goes away. It's just sad that Adventure Time will have more continuity and resolution than Rick and Morty at the end of it all. <laughs> I mean, Adventure Time had a decent resolution. It had a lot of threads, and they tied, like, some of them up. What more can you ask? I guess tying all of them up would be good, but... Well, to actually see the process of tying them up, which is what we got here in that the threads were tied up, but we never actually saw how they got there. Um, so... A bit of news about Rick and Morty. This is from comicbook.com. In an interview recently with uh, Justin Roiland, Roiland actually suggested that he would not be opposed to, instead of doing like normal season releases, if the team switched over to releasing one new episode a month. What are our thoughts on this? We talked about this last time. Did we? We talked about it briefly with Andrew last time, about how he would prefer episodes to be released piecemeal instead of just, here's uh, 10 weeks, 10 episodes. I would much rather, like, get an episode every now and then as opposed to, like, oh, I get to watch it for a few weeks and then it's gone. Okay, so if they could stick to one a month, yeah, absolutely. I'm skeptical, though. Can they? Or is it going to be one of those things where it's like, they release one episode... And then a year later, they release another episode. Is it just going to be like the Half-Life problem where they're like, well, we switched to an episodic format so we can release more frequently. And then they didn't. And then they just made us wait 900 years per game. I sense you're still not over this. I feel like whoever lets them switch to that format would never let that fly. I don't know. There's like networks to worry about. There's like actual executive things that are happening that are bigger than, oh yeah, we're just going to take longer to deliver a whole season as opposed to, okay, you guys are now signed on for an episode a month. You better deliver or like there's contractual things that'll happen. So I've been worried about this scenario for a while. Ever I'm since, also worried about COVID. Yes. But ever since the 70 episode announcement, I have been actually quite worried that this was going to lead to almost less of a shit being given. I had this weird voice in my head when they announced we were renewed for 70 episodes, the biggest animated renewal of all time, I think including The Simpsons, that it was immediately going to be like, okay, we are scot-free from any like concern about the show ending. We have like so much room to just do whatever the fuck we want. We have complete reassurance that we are fine. If they are then completely freed from like the 10 episode arc of a season considering how they've already handled this season i worry that that's just going to lead to like even lower quality episodes with zero consequence well now i'm afraid of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah but a quality drop is a concern for any show whether they know they have 70 episodes they don't actually have that you know like if it's not going well they're not going to be allowed to see out the end of that contract so they have to deliver at least to some degree but even shows that get renewed season after season like they never know how it's going to go they have to keep showing why they're getting renewed but rick and morty has gotten to a point i feel where they don't have to do well 
because people will see it regardless. They have reached the status where it doesn't matter the quality because it's Rick and Morty, it's a name. Again, this season was good, I don't mean to knock it, I'm not I don't want to sound like an Orthodox Jew disowning their son, being like, my son is dead because he looked at a Gentile, but it hasn't been quality. It's been funny, it's been good, has not been the quality I am used to, and I feel like a snob saying that, kind of. Like, do you guys know what I mean? Like, how it feels to me a little snobby to be like, oh, but it's not exactly what I wanted. Because we're fans, and fans can't be satisfied. Regardless of our opinions, like, the writers on Rick and Morty are very talented, and they work very hard to make this shit happen. So, like, when they fall short, it doesn't feel good to be like, oh, this really sucks. Yeah, it's not like they waited until, like, 11 p.m. the night before it aired and were like, oh, shit, let's let's get this episode done. Like, that's not what happened, I'm pretty sure, I hope. I don't know, you have to wonder, like, making that many episodes, how many ideas they have left, and they probably have a bunch, but, like, Justin Roiland's also doing other things now. He just made Solar Opposites. I wonder how much Roiland has, has been involved or less involved in the creative process this season. Dan, have you watched Solar Opposites? Yes, absolutely. One sitting. Wow. <laughs> I did the first four in one sitting. I definitely would have done all of it in one sitting if I had had the time. Oh, it was a joke. It was great. But to me, it was basically American Dad to Rick and Morty's Family Guy. It really absolutely. Is. That's a great. Okay, wow. Way to that put was it. a. You know what? That's a sad and hopefully not apropos analogy. In that Family Guy was started off better and then slowly got shittier as time went on, and now is just unwatchable garbage. I really hope that that's not where Rick and Morty's headed. I mean, they're both still on the air. That's the point, really. Family Guy is still on the fucking air. I cannot believe. It. <laughs> It basically is just the, what was that, like, parody they did, like, midway through, like, one of their good seasons, where it's just like, Chris, you got an F in school. Here's a cutaway. Matthew McConaughey is terrible. <laughs> yep. And that's literally what it's become. Right, well, before Rick and Morty gets there, just to, you know, it fit the analogy, so don't look into it too deeply. It's just all I could think of. Maybe maybe <laughs> Rick and Morty on antidepressants. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's such a good description it's such a good description <laughs> yeah. also uh, Dan I wanted to give a shout out to uh, your new podcast was oh, that yeah it's called Trivial Matters wait what's it about it's about anything I mean it's that's about Trivial Matters a couple examples we did the Jordan documentary last episode we talked about Dave we talked about Better Call Saul we talk about pretty much whatever we want and we bring people on who like the same stuff we do so that's Trivial Matters. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. You heard it here first, listener. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. We might not have the same listener, so... <laughs> right? That, yeah, yeah that's why just that's, trade listeners. That's why I called attention to it. <laughs> yeah, we can get two, and then if they each tell two friends... Mm -hmm. And then if they each tell two each friends... Each of them right. gives me a penny at the beginning of the <laughs> <laughs> This is just the expanded pyramid scheme of podcasts. But no one at the top is rich. This has been the Daily Squanch, our non-daily Rick and Morty podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week to talk about Rick and Morty Season 4, Episode 10, Star Mort Rick Turn of the Jerry Jesus Christ, <laughs> that name. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> thank you so much to, for listening. Thank you so much to Dan Roselle for jumping on the podcast. You can find his podcast, Trivial Matters, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to more episodes of The Daily Squanch wherever you get your podcasts, be it Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, or uh, Morse Code. We're working on that last one. Thanks so much for listening. Darth Mort Return of the Jerry. <laughs> the disappointment in your voice is turning me on.